This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you were a famous actor, what clause would you have written into your contract? 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Uh, if you were a we famous, asking? well, because we're about to be famous actors in our very own movie. Oh, yeah. And I want to know what we should be writing into our contract. Little do they know. Are we going to get those? We've got demands. Um, I'm sorry. I, isn't that part of the deal? I hope. When you're in a movie, don't I you get to like... ask for stuff? Sure. Isn't that the whole point? Do you think B. Arthur's really going to do that? Listen, I say you don't ask, you don't get. 651-641-1071. What clause would you have written into your contract? Actually, I do have uh, the information on some weird clauses that some celebrities that you and I both know and love, um, every, actually everybody knows, and some of them we love, um, <laughs> the have in their contracts... Would you like to hear some of the things while sure. people are thinking? 651-641-1071. What, would you, what clause would you have written in your contract? If you were a big, famous actor, well, okay, this, is, this one's a weird one for me. So Vin Diesel... Oh, God. Cre- I know. ...created a point system for the Fast and Furious movies. And the point system has to do with... Um, an equal amount of pain in scenes because they what? don't want anybody to be perceived to have lost a fight. So Jason Statham, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Vin Diesel have um, utilized this point system in their Fast and Furious contracts to make sure that they all are receiving the same amount of pain in every fight scene. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess there's some method to that madness. I'm just shocked and surprised. That just feels like a lot. I mean, that feels like a deep... that That's about you and not about the rest of us, yeah. right? Like, yeah. that's weird. Um, how about like, this I'm one? I'm sorry. I have had too much pain today. Can yeah. one of you take it for the team? Right? No, but it's, it's like... Per scene, based on kicks and punches that they receive, how that nobody should walk away from a scene or no scene should make it to the screen where one of them um, has to. Their one of their characters seems to have taken more pain. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, he loves himself some golf, (laughs) so he actually uh, has. A clause in his contract where they literally have to basically pay for and bring him directly to the golf club when he doesn't have anything in his schedule. So they pay for his golfing. This is so weird. Like, I, I, I guess it's one of those things where, like, it's a thing. So everybody takes advantage of it because you should like. If somebody said, oh, in this business, we do this, everybody's like, okay, well, I'm going to do that then. And then you come up with your own version of whatever that is. Mm -hmm. I just would never enter the world thinking like, 
in order for me to show up and do my job, I'm going to need you to pay for my, you know, golf, my my uh, golf or whatever it is. But if that's a thing, then I sign me up. I got a list. Right. Well, how about this? Uma Thurman, she she requires the most favorable dressing facilities. So however many dressing rooms there are, it doesn't matter which one is the best. Uma Thurman gets it, period. Like based by, on her opinion of what's best? I guess. I don't know. Uh, 651-641-1071. If you were a big famous actor, what would you uh, put in your contract? What would you put in your contract? Well, I don't know. I've got to work on that because obviously as... Film stars, which we're going to be for Project Down and Dirty Film Festival, I, I've i got to, you know, think about what kind of lifestyle I want to live as an actor. I mean, it's not like we haven't had enough practice reading all these, like, celebrity writers over the years. Right? So we should be pretty well versed at, like, what are we going to ask yeah, for? I've got a list. So. Well, I'll go then. Tell. Do tell. Okay. Well, I need a massage therapist, oh, number yeah. one. Wait, I want that on mine. Okay. Uh, Is somebody taking notes? <laughs> Uh, I want a massage therapist on mine. I want a uh, personal chef. Mm -hmm. Or actually, here's what I would prefer. I want a full kitchen, and I want the resources for that kitchen. Somebody's going to do the shopping. I'm just going to do the cooking. I would like to do my own cooking. Oh, so you're going to be craft services Uh, for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I want a full full ass kitchen just for me. Okay. I mean, I will make food for others and they're in, in, in welcome, but I'm not going to be responsible for everyone else feeding themselves. Okay. I just want to be able to like make my own food. Uh, let's see what else. Um, I would like, uh, oof. I'm going to need a budget for hair and nails. Hmm. That seems like a good idea. Yeah. Holly, any thoughts from you? I'm going to have some hour stipulations in my contract. Ah, okay. I'm not getting on the set until nine, and I am leaving at six on the dot. Okay. And you have to film around me. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, nine to six is a pretty good deal. I like deal. that. Well, yeah, but sometimes, like, they got called at times at four in the morning. Yeah, no, I'm not doing okay. that unless no, I have no, to no, wear, no, like, no. prostheses. Yeah. And then if I get cute clothes for my character, I get to take them home with me. Oh, okay. oh, I, that's a good one, actually, mm-hmm. because yeah. sometimes you don't get to take yeah. the stuff home. Yeah. Sometimes they just steal it. I do want to I want to um, invite our listener, Mary, to think bigger because I love her. I love you, Mary, and I love your um, requirement. But I feel like the sky is the limit. But um, her clause was that she needs to have bowls and bowls of Easter M&Ms, plain and peanuts. I mean, I, I do like that she's thinking about her snack. Uh, requirements. That's important. I do. I, I would have a list of snack requirements. I would need some nacho cheese Doritos. Uh, mm-hmm. I would need some Diet Dr. Pepper. But then I would also need some like, you know, natural fermented beverages that. Yeah. So I just I'm going to need a co-op. Basically. Yeah. Sure. I want access to a co-op because I want the hot bar. See, now I, I don't like need a full kitchen. So I would just like access to walk into a co-op, mm-hmm. get whatever I want and a gym. I would like a gym. Ooh, good one. See, I really feel like you're settling into this really well, oh, Bradley. I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm here for it, man. <laughs> Holly, do we have any callers? Yeah, we have Gail on the Hi, line. Hi, Gail. Hi, Gail. Gail, uh, so let's say you're a very famous actress and you're putting together your contract. Give us an idea of what kind of thing you might demand. Well, the, the one thing I said about you could be famous and not be successful. So I think the successful people can probably demand a lot more than just being an actor, you know, True. but, uh, that's what, well, 
it, it determines the want, but big peanut M&M's, they make them mega size at Walmart. Okay, there okay. you go. Big mega peanuts. size, big I, peanut I would be a M&Ms. simple, famous, successful actress. Okay, That's I like different. it. Got it. I like it. Got it. Thank you for your call. Okay. She likes big peanuts. She wants the big peanut M&M's, and she will be a famous, successful actress. I would have to have peanut butter M&M's. Yeah, me too. My, those are my kryptonite. You know what I would do, actually? You get a mix? I would. I, w- I want a mix of pretzel M&M's and peanut butter I M&M's. Do, I do like pretzels, but I, I, I might throw into that a few caramel M&M's, because I do like those, too. too. But I don't want a ton of those, because those are a little too sweet. Why doesn't M&M do that? I don't know. It's themselves? so frustrating. They'll do the peanut and the regulars, uh, but they don't do, you don't see them putting like the, the uh, to your point, the pretzel and the peanut and the caramel together. You know, in Times Square, there's an M&M store, like oh, right yeah. smack dab. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you can't do, because remember there used to be at the Mall of America, a, like I think General yeah. Mills had a had a store there. Not a store, like a, an, like, I don't know, a space. And you could make your own cereal. Like, yeah. you could mix and match your I feel own like cereals. There, that was an M&M thing at the mall, too, right? Wasn't well, it should an M&M be. Thing? I don't know why they... Or there was a Peeps thing. I don't know. There definitely was a Peeps thing. And I feel like you, Bradley Trainer, the resident Peeps lover, would have uh I would definitely that. have a candy closet. Okay. A, a candy closet cl- clause. Candy closet clause. <laughs> uh, can I quickly answer a uh, an email from Terry? Because I think of this course. is important. Terry emailed and said, sorry for this question. Never apologize. Uh, Terry said, I'm probably the last to know, but what the heck is the story about the wig? Shh. Oh, it's a wig. So I think what Terry is referring to is that we keep on talking about if Leah Michelle is around, you should keep a look, keep keep track of your wigs. Yeah. It's because uh, there was a story that came out maybe two years ago now yeah. about uh, a co-star on Glee, whose name I can't remember. She was on a later season that I didn't watch, who came forward and said, Leah Michelle is a terror to work with. And not only is she a terror to work with, she basically told me she was going to bleep in my wig. Mm-hmm. And so we just really like that story is so ludicrous. Is it? But believable. It's believably... Hold on. One more? No, one more. Ah, We got another one here. It's so ludicrous and believable that it's a wig. Yeah. Get it? Say it fast. You have to do it at home, though. We can't do it here. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oof, I we're going to take a left turn. we got to talk about this Fred Savage story Ooh, a little bit more. So okay. I read the Hollywood Reporter um, dive into this story, and they really did the, the work and actually talked to the, the women who... Uh, made the claims that led to his dismissal from the the reboot of the Wonder Years. Oh, it's super a lot, but we're gonna have to. I just feel like we got to pick it apart and we got to talk about it. We got to take it out. We got to look at it and uh, talk about what he's doing and what he's not doing when we come back after this on my talk one oh seven one. Here we are again talking about another celebrity who has used their position of power to harass. 
women and people right. of lesser power. And this time it's Fred Savage. This is the Colleen oh, and Bradley yeah. show. My talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So we got, I think this was like, I mean, I don't know, maybe a month ago that we learned that Fred Savage had been let go kind of suddenly from the reboot of The Wonder Years, which of course is the reboot of the show that he starred in in the 90s uh, that kind of put him on the map and made him a household name. Yeah. Uh, he had been working uh, on the reboot uh, and uh, and then suddenly he was being let go after uh, and then we got the news that multiple people on the set had reported him um, for abusive behavior. But we didn't have much more information. Well, that group of women decided to come forward and talk specifically to The Hollywood Reporter. And The Hollywood Reporter is the outlet that then did the the kind of the deep dive into what actually had been yeah. going on on set. Oofta. Um So first things first, I want to quickly go back in time because it may tickle the back of your, your, your brain that there, I don't remember what year this came out, but, um, at long after the cancellation of the Wonder Years, the original Wonder Years, a story of a person from Wardrobe came forward and accused both Fred Savage and his co-star, Jason. I can't remember his name, but oh my yeah, gosh. one of his co-stars. Yeah, uh, who played his brother. Jason Hervey. Thank you, Jason Hervey. Um, of uh, some abusive behavior and some, you know, sexual harassment behavior on the set. Um, and at the time, I think Fred Savage kind of found a way to shout it down a little bit. But then what I also didn't realize is that somebody had come forward on his show called The Grinder. And this is a show that ran just between 2015 and 2016. And a female crew member on the set of The Grinder had also sued uh, Fred Savage, claiming that he, quote, constantly hurled profanities at female employees and had shouted at and struck her during a costume fitting. Now, Fox apparently did an investigation of that because that's the, the network that aired the grinder and they found quote no evidence of wrongdoing and then the lawsuit was settled Mm. so that kind of happened real quietly so now we've got like a pattern established right so we've got the person who accused him on the original wonder years and now we've got the person who accused him on the grinder but after this um this investigation it was settled out of court well now we have a group not just one not just two we have a group of women that have come forward and told some stories about what his behavior was like on the set of The Wonder Years. Yeah, it's real. I mean, it's really shocking. And he he does that kind of like, I had no idea that my conduct was in. I mean, I'm totally paraphrasing and probably not even giving it its full due. But he essentially kind of said, like, I'm going to work on some stuff and pay attention to some things. But that seemed to be the most he was willing to say publicly, right? Uh, yes. In fact, we talked, I think I, I think uh, we mentioned his statement yesterday that basically he said that he is um, taking this very seriously, that he is uh, he never wants to make anybody feel hurt. That is important to him, that he's doing the work that needs to be done. But when you read the stories of these women, you get 
get a very different picture of Fred Savage. Now, oftentimes when we hear about somebody who has done this type of behavior on a set, a la the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, you there's sort of a move. There's like something that uh, a thread that many people report about him. And for Harvey Weinstein, it was this, you know, d- towel and showing his junk thing. Yeah, okay? no, he had like, like he was a definite um predator right and he had his predator moves the thing that the the thread that kind of that you that you hear in these women's stories about fred savage is that they call they they all use the words he, his eyes go dead so he flips from the fred savage the public persona that we all know and love right this ah shucks kevin arnold um you know sweet fred savage yeah he flips into on a dime, they say, into this sort of rage filled, um, you know, uh, aggressive, angry, mean person. And they all to a T say he goes dead in the eyes, which I just find really interesting. I don't quite know what that means. It's hard for me to get my brain around it, but clearly it is a, a common, a common factor. One woman shares a story about him cornering her in the women's room at a, at a cast get together and uh she said you know why are you doing this this is a women's bathroom and then she said he approached her with dead eyes pushed her up against a wall um she says he put his mouth on mine forcefully he went for the top of my pants i brushed him away he put his mouth on mine again he grabbed my hand and pulled it toward his groin area i was pulling mm. back i mean all of it's this so stuff disturbing it's incredibly disturbing and it is not in line with the public persona no, of who of we know fred savage to be yeah and i'm not surprised i mean rarely is a, an aggressor in this way going to be public about their aggression. Yeah. And, you know, I, I again, he seems to be brushing this all aside, but I think we need to be paying close More attention. More should be revealed. Yeah, to what the women are saying. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, we call them. D-bags. After this. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we do have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D Bag, Bradley? Page six. Oh, hey. And why? Been a forever. Oh, yeah. Specifically, this page six story that is listed as an exclusive. I was like, exclusive? Really? You saw Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck outside getting coffee and donuts from Duncan, and that's an exclusive? Jennifer, meet Duncan. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, who eloped in Vegas on July 16th, were seen packing on the PDA Tuesday after making a pit stop at Duncan in Santa Monica. It literally is the two of them getting donuts. This is not an exclusive. Why are we giving these people attention? There's a lot that I love about this, though. (laughs) Like what? Like, I love the headline, Jennifer meet or is it what's it the headline or the no, first the article yeah. jennifer meet duncan like she's never seen a duncan donut before well because you know that's like his bestie right so it's like hey jennifer meet his bestie duncan i also love that um duncan donuts get them feeling all freaky because uh, duncan donuts don't get them feeling freaky attention gets yeah. <laughs> them feeling freaky freaky and i feel free to watch the video that's attached it is so staged oh, watch yeah. her performance as she <laughs> caresses him 
as she puts her arms around him, as she snuggles him, it is so obvious that this was like, hey, uh, I had uh, what, Tuesday. Let's go get some Dunkin' Donuts and uh, we'll get lots of headlines. Um, and literally. Oh, she is. This is award winning. Oh, yeah. No. And by award winning, you mean not at all. <laughs> it's because so it's so creepy. obvious what they're actually doing. Like, let's take a moment. People are watching. Kiss me right now. Uh, like, I've. Listen. We're right outside Dunkin'. I don't think by. I've behaved like that since maybe high school. You know what I mean? That that age you are when you're just like... When you think everybody's watching Yes, you. and you're doing an, a performance. Now, you know, the mind bleep here is that everybody is actually watching right. these two, which is why they're performing, which is why they're getting attention. But page six, you don't have to take them up on the offer. Right. <laughs> right. And also, you don't have to waste my time calling it an exclusive because literally they showed up in public and you got you bought photos. It's not even like their people were there. They are literally using, uh, what do you call it, like um, a service to get the photos. Yeah, absolutely. LA Gossip TV slash Vasquez slash Lestar Picks Media. I have a question. Yeah. It, there's a kid inside Duncan with them, like a little boy. Is that, that's not one of theirs, right? Uh, it doesn't look like, I don't see the little boy. You but. just see, it's in the second set of pictures. Uh, or the first set. The, oh, it could be. Far- they look like they might be talking to the kid, but so, I don't know who that would be. Right? Then I'm wondering if there's a kid with them. That just, to me, also tells you how performy this is. Like, kids, stay in the car for a second. Uh, you know, Ben and Jen are going to have a little makeout for the cameras. Then you can come into the donkeys with us. It's oh, gross. Uh, yeah, actually, it says in the article, they were accompanied by the singer's twins, Emmy and Max. Okay, as well see? as Affleck's youngest son Samuel, so that's probably Samuel. Yeah, so, so they went out with the, they went out for. I mean, again, they're just living their life, right? This is not this is not exclusive breaking news. I feel like this was just a paparazzi stroll that they made happen, and of course, Page Six is going to be there to provide. Yeah, um, but don't waste my time, Alex. I just I think the thing I'm uh, that I'm focusing on is the fact that they had their kids along with them, and I'm not saying you can't show affection in oh, front they, of your children. They use their kids all the time. Yeah, it's just that they you know that display of them making out on the curb. Oh. There's nary a kid oh, yeah, in I'm sure sight. The kids love that. So I'm sure they just were like, hold on a second, we're going we to make out. We're going to go make out for a minute. Eat your donut. Mommy yeah. and daddy are going to. And then we'll go in. Face. It's so weird. Oh, I think it would be weird to be a celebrity. Ugh. Um, you want to know who my D-bag is? Who's your D-bag? The people of the world. Yay! Oh. But also buckle in. Cause... The people of the world, you mean like literally everyone on planet Earth? Yeah, kind of. No, just the people who care about this particular situation. So it's so predictable. So we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Khloe Kardashian went oh, out yeah. to um, Nobu, Malibu, um, which, by the way, why they really missed the opportunity. It should be called Malinobu. But nobody no, asked me. No, that sounds like melanoma. So I'm, true. That's not a. I don't. That's not a good that. name for a restaurant. Any who's you what's he? Uh, she headed out to Nobu Malibu, which is like the place where the Kardashians hang. Like I bet they're part owners of it. Uh, no, who Al Pacino owns it, right? No, honey. <laughs> <laughs> who owns Nobu? That's um. Yeah, no, we'll it's Al Pacino. It no, Robert De Niro Thank has you. a vested interest. Yeah, that's right. So I, I wonder if the Kardashians, because they just, they always are at Nobu Malibu. Anywho, 
so she went out yesterday. We talked about it on the show. And the angle we went with it was like, I don't know. You just had a brand new baby. And now you're doing this paparazzi walk out at Nobu Malibu and you're dressed in the nines. Like that sends a message. Yeah. But that's not Remember what she just, quote, had a baby. Right. Exactly. Well, that's not the thing that everybody, the, the social media followers, uh, got all up in arms about. Oh, okay. So we misjudged. Like, we thought it would be that simple. Like, oh, you know, just had a brand new baby and announced it and then decided to go solo for some dinner at Nobu. No, it was one particular part of her that everybody was zeroed in on. Her nails. Her nail, like fingernails. Yeah, look at her nails. I mean, it's the same. It's okay. those dagger nails yeah, that she has they all big do. Fingernails. And apparently, everybody's talking about quote those claws. Uh, how do you carefully wipe a little bum or a tiny boogie or touch a newborn's baby face with those giant claws? And I think to myself, people. We've already been through this with her. Yeah, and I imagine this is just trolls on on uh, social media. Exactly. Trolls Again, yeah, and, and they probably did. They say slammed by fans. No, yeah. they didn't do that. No. Uh, uh, cons- oh no, concern, concern among fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Followers. No, those aren't fans. Those are just trolls, and we they show up regardless. But here's the thing, and so this has sort of a double prong. I just am saying. Brace yourself for the clap back. She's going to use those claws to clap right back at you because we've already been through this. And this is where I get this is where I get irritated, where it's like and I recognize that I sound like a broken record as well. So please know I am having this conversation with awareness. But the broken record of how many times are we going to ask questions about her dumb nails? Um, as many times it's as she wears those nails, literally not going to change talks about anything them too. I will say like, that was the one thing she talked about on, uh, James Gort, James Corden, her nails. Yeah. And how, and how long they are and, and how, how you wear them and everybody's so curious about them. And why is everyone so curious about them and blah, blah, blah. They're just my nails. Okay. It's like, I think that's all you really wanted to talk about because the way talk shows work is like you bring them ideas or they go, Hey, what do you want to talk about? I guarantee she brought up the nails. I just, I can't. Now it looks like I went over to Khloe Kardashian's Instagram account and it looks like Khloe Kardashian was at Nobu Malibu for some kind of business venture slash photo opportunity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the collection is so good. Nat and Liv eight other reasons. Wait, what? What, I don't what know. Words what, did you what? Just say? I don't know what I said either. But Nat and Liv, eight other reasons, uh, is a project that Khloe Kardashian was there to help promote. Oh, Interesting. Mm-hmm. She was working. She was businessing. It wasn't just a leisure dinner. Yeah. Um, now I want to take a really quick uh, jaunt over here because I wanted. Speaking of nails, this lovely woman mm-hmm. from. Minneapolis. Do you know about this? Oh, yeah. I saw a story about like the woman with the longest fingernails is from Minneapolis. She's from Minneapolis. And I posted, she was actually here in our building. Oh, wow. Like was she two on, days like, ago. Twin Cities Live or something? She was on, uh, yes, yeah, she was on one of the shows. But I put a post or I put the link so you can see. Her name is Diana Armstrong. And she has actually received the title for quote, longest fingernails on a pair of hands wow female and longest fingernails on a pair of hands ever female oh that's awesome her fingernails have a combined length 
of 42 feet and 10.4 inches. That beats the previous world record by more than 18 feet. That's crazy. I I mean that that's amazing and fascinating. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Uh, I, can, every time my fingernails get long, they start to crack. I can't imagine how like, you do that. Yeah. Um. Just because I know you have questions about it, when she does her nails, it can take up to twenty bottles of nail polish. She said, I've always had long nails, but not to this extent. Even when I was little, I always had longer fingernails. My mom always grew her nails, so I always had nails like my mom. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Kudos, if, Diana. if you're busy judging our friend Khloe Kardashian. Head over here. Yeah. Don't judge Diana. Don't judge though. Diana. I'm just saying, like, that's a thing, having long nails. Uh, anyway, and congratulations to Diana. She is... <laughs> that's pretty uh, amazing. She'll be featured... In the 2023 edition of the Guinness oh, World cool. Records book. Hometown hero. Yeah, so that's, by the way, going to be available September 15th, which is coming up just if you would like to celebrate. Uh, all right, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Brad Pitt has keeps an interesting list. And Bradley's going to tell us what's on that list when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Congratulations to that wiener on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, it turns out Brad Pitt has a very interesting list that he keeps. And Bradley has all the details on that list. Yes, Bradley is in all the people that Harrison Ford has slept with. No, that would be a little awkward for Harrison awkward. Ford if Brad Pitt has his list. But apparently he has a bleep list. That's a doo-doo list of actors that he's not going to work with. He has also got like the opposite of whatever a doo doo list is, like a heat, uh, ha ha, a hoo hoo list. A, I don't a know. Hoo ha list? Hoo ha list, that's a different Ooh. list. Uh, he just, that's the one that Harrison Ford has. Exactly. Anyway, Brad Pitt apparently just wants to be surrounded by love and light. Okay, so this story I read, uh, courtesy of uh, the good people over at Variety, who spoke to Aaron Taylor Johnson about the new movie Bullet Train that he's in with uh, Brad Pitt. That's that's the movie they're in together, right? right? Bullet Train, yeah. yep. Um, Bullet Train, which uh, by all accounts needs some love. So go see that movie if you want to make if Brad you're Pitt into happy. That. Anyway, um, the moral of the story is in this conversation, he talks about, um, you know, because of course when you work with Brad Pitt, everybody wants to know what it's like to work with Brad Pitt, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, he talks about, you know, himself and all that stuff, but then. He goes on to talk about Brad Pitt, and uh, the article says, quote, supporting that statement regarding a previous conversation, he, that is uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, found time to praise his supportive co-star. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he found time to support mm-hmm. his co-star, just some guy named Brad Pitt, calling him, quote, a humble and gracious human being. Oh, He's in a new chapter. Okay. What? Sorry, I, I just want to quickly remind you of the uh, was it Vanity Fair article where um, Brad Pitt took us all on a journey up his own rear end. Yeah, was that GQ yeah. or GQ? I think you're Vanity right. I think Fair? it was. It was one of those two. Right? Yeah. So I just feel like this is an extension of oh, that. Go on. Yeah, this is all about rehabilitating his image post mm-hmm. peeing on the tarmac uh, up in International Falls. He, that is again, Brad Pitt. He's in a new chapter of his life. Says Aaron. Uh, he's in a new chapter of his life, I think. Uh, he he just wants to bring light and joy into the world and be around people who are there to have a good time. I mean, you work with many actors, and after a while, you start making notes. Quote, I'm definitely not working with this person ever again. 
Brad has this list too. The good list and the bleep list. Hmm. So, you know, it's just sort of like an... He's like Santa Claus. Yeah, making a list. (laughs) Checking it twice. So, you know, Brad Pitt is just uh, has this list. And none of this is like earth shattering or shocking. But when I read it, I was like, okay, well, first of all, you're blowing smoke up Brad Pitt. I get it because, you know, you're doing a movie together and it's Brad Pitt and getting conversations about Brad Pitt into your interview gets more people to read your interview. I understand Hollywood. I'm here. I'm all in. I'm buying it. Yeah. I would do the same exact thing. However, then like the just little offhanded list, like uh, I would be very careful because you got to believe that Brad Pitt now knows like, oh, man, he's talking about my list. And now uh, people are going to be like, well, who's on your list? So that's like something that now Brad Pitt is going to have to deal with. Right. Unless Brad Pitt specifically said, you talk about my list, whatever. I don't know. But in my head then I'm thinking about, OK, well, now you've told me Brad Pitt has a list. He's actually got two lists. Right. One that are the people that are good to work with and want and I just call those opinions. Right. I I've don't have a with formal several, list. I've, I, I've worked with several people over the years and I have a list in my head of these people were fun to work with. Right. These people were not fun to work with. I don't like r- go home and like write down like, you know, uh, <laughs> March 1st, 1999, Beverly Jones was a hot mess and I will not work with her again. That said, you know, we don't have to write it down, but we do have a list of people we'll never interview again. And then one person is on it. Oh, interview on our show. Yeah. Actually, I'm not going to say that. I would totally interview her again and I'd be like, hey, I have a question for you. (laughs) Do you know what we think about you? (laughs) Do you know why we think that way? Uh, I'd be here for some, you know, confrontation uh, in a good way for healing. But um, but back to the list, I thought, OK, so so he's got this list, which, uh, again, I'm not surprised that Brad Pitt didn't like right. some people. But I also just think like this. This is what gets my goat. This whole he's in a new chapter of his life. Yeah. He just wants to bring light and joy into the world and be around people who are there to have a good time. Same bitches. I uh, like, but I don't have that luxury. I don't have the luxury of like being around light and jo- like he has reached a level in his career right. where he can, you know, curate very... who he spends his time with. Exactly. Which, right. which actually I'm not going to say I want in my life ever because I kind of don't. And here's why. Because if you do create that world around you, it's not the real world and your like connection to reality will be so strained that you're going to end up doing some weird ass bleep. Uh, a la Tom Cruise. <laughs> a no, la it's true. Every, I mean, and Brad Pitt for that matter. Like, I, I don't know what like freaky deaky things he gets up to, but like, you know that like he's allowed to get away with some awkward behavior that none of us would get away with. I'm not saying anything like bad. No, I but think... just like people put up with things in a way when you're Brad Pitt that none of us have the privilege of experience. Well, and, you know, truly, thankfully, being faced in on a daily basis with challenging humans is human human it's part of life life and it helps you grow so if you're trying to sell me brad pitt this program where you are working so hard on yourself i think part of that actually includes learning how to like have peace in conflict yeah right or amongst chaos right but if you are again to your point able to curate 
what kinds of chaos you will allow into your sphere. That's not real life, bro. Yeah. Like, I, we could all be super duper peaceful if we were only faced and- with people that we found enjoyable at all times yeah and i'm not saying you can't pick and choose who you work with like sure um, you know because i don't want to sound like a you know boomer slash gen xer who's like i had to suffer and so will you right like i'm not trying to like uh, nobody should have to do anything that you know that uh that, that you shouldn't have to work with someone if you really don't want to that's mm-hmm. not what i'm saying what i'm saying is like i think brad pitt gets some privileges that maybe the average actor doesn't get and so, you know, I'm glad for his sake that he gets to be more thoughtful about it. That said, I just want to know who's on his bleep list. Mm-hmm. Well, duh. Yeah. I mean, that's like, <laughs> seriously, dish, like please. Show. I mean, that's the piece that that makes me mad, actually, that he went so far as to say an, a list exists. And then he's like, but I'm not going to tell you who's on it. Because well, now we're think, all writing our own. That's why I think uh, Brad Pitt's probably sending him a little message like, thanks, dude. Now, every time I get an right. interview, they're going to be like, who's on, who's your, on your list? list? Well, now we have to figure out who's on his well, list. Well, okay, like I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow's probably on his list, even though they play nice. Oh, why do you think she's on the list? I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. I bet Edward Norton is on that list. I bet Edward Norton's why, on a why, lot why of people's would you say list. Ed Norton. Well, they were co-stars in the movie Fight Club together, oh. and Edward Norton is, has a reputation for perhaps being very a very serious thespian. Yeah set of his movies yeah and i think that some people regard that as a handful um but don't you feel like brad pitt would be a handful because i uh, feel like he puts on this air kind of like aaron says like he just wants to bring light and joy in the world and and you know people who earnestly walk through the world like that not not people who are just positive i'm saying like overly earnest positivity where you're like it almost feels a little oppressive. Well, yeah, that can be toxic, too. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That is a thing. Mm-hmm. Toxic positivity. Um, it truly is. It's like a real deal thing. Thank you. Britney Spears. We're all going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I actually tend to agree with you, Holly. I think probably Edward Norton is on that list. And the other thing to consider, too, you guys, is that there's people on this list that we don't even know about or care about. Like, there's got to be directors yeah, on that list. Like James McCracken. A grip he has beef with. Exactly. A, He's got a grip beef. Who doesn't? Right. <laughs> what about Leo? Did they work together? I uh, just I, I imagine other what the media would uh, call alpha males mm-hmm. in in Hollywood. Although by all accounts, like he and Clooney, who's also an alpha. Well, they worked in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood together. Mm. Leo and Brad. And Leo Pitt. and Brad Pitt. They yeah. had great chemistry. Did they have yeah. that like bro bro mystery? Uh, uh, did you see that movie, Bradley? No. Oh, it's so good. No, yeah. because I have a weird thing about Quentin Tarantino. I get it. I get it. But that one that one sort of didn't do the whole Quentin Tarantino journey for me. It's okay. great. But you're right, Holly. They had great chemistry. And then I think about other big players. Like I said, like George Clooney. They were in Ocean's Eleven together. Great chem- Again, great chemistry. There were a lot Bruce of Willis, who, big they names. They were in 12 Monkeys together. I forgot about that movie. I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. <laughs> Actually, um, I, my, that's a lie. I think I casually saw it out of the corner of my eye when it was on cable. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for that glowing recommendation. Yeah, I, it's not. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we're going to reconvene uh, Pizza's Court. We had a nice recess between yesterday and today, but... Back in session. Back in session, Pizza's Court. When we come back after this, and Bradley will tell us what's on the docket on My Talk 1071.